0: Welcome back to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. Uh, The subject is clear, X-L-E-A-R. Clear uh, nasal products uh, can be helpful uh, for allergies, for general prevention, uh, and also spry dental products. Uh, That's a different brand name. They're also part of X-L-E-A-R. Find out information about them at X-L-E-A-R. Com. Uh, with us today, uh, Nathan Jones. Uh, he is the CEO and founder of Clear, global leader in creating natural, convenient xylitol-based sinus and oral care products that support a healthy lifestyle. And uh, in part one, uh, Nate, you were talking about uh, your run-in uh, with the Federal Trade Commission. So uh, bring us up to date on, on what's happening. And, you know, I must commend you for your uh, courageous stand uh, also, I, I want to thank you also personally because uh, you arranged for us uh, to talk to Dr. McCullough, uh, who is uh, very outspoken on the subject of mismanagement of the COVID crisis. And uh, he's he's a tough get when it comes to an interview. And we had a great, great conversation with him. Uh, and he uh, has really detailed some of the missteps that have been taken in terms of the, the standard response to COVID. And he's all about uh, what you're advocating, which kind of early intervention uh, with some, some relatively inexpensive repurposed drugs and natural agents uh, to uh, quash the pandemic and not simply relying on the efficacy of the vaccines, which is limited. And of course, with a lot of side effects and uh, the medications, which uh, themselves have proven somewhat uh, leaky in terms of, preventing well, or treating.
1: COVID. Let me let me go back and ask this question. Sure. Okay. So I, I read a book and I, I read this book prior to COVID. Um, but it's called pandemic century. Have you ever heard of it?
0: No. Wow. Sounds prescient.
1: It's a, it's an interesting read. And I think that anybody, anybody that works in public health should read it. <clears throat> and what it talks about as it goes back through the history back to the Spanish flu, and it talks about Spanish flu, and it talks about paraflu, and it talks about um, polio, and it talks about um, RS. I mean, it talks about all these different epidemics and pandemics that we've had in the United States, which we've had one roughly every 10 years. Okay. But if you look at all of those, tell me how many of those were actually solved. The epidemic pandemic part of that was actually solved by a vaccine.
0: Indeed. Yeah.
1: Well I, I, you know, I guess I I, I would have, back, I'd have to harken
0: back I'd have to hearken back to polio, which I think is a vaccine success story, apparently. Uh no, polio and,
1: and I agree with that. Yeah. Polio is the only one that you could argue. But even the epidemic pandemic stage of that had 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 uh, ended before they got the polio vaccine out. Mm-hmm. I a hundred percent agree with the polio vaccine that mm-hmm. it helped so we don't we haven't had any since. Mm-hmm but the polio epidemic pandemic phase of that had already ended in this country. And, and yet so you know, none of these things had so ever been solved by a vaccine and none of them had ever been solved by a product from big pharma ever. Right. They were all solved by sanitation and hygiene measures.
2: You know, so the I, question I is, think, is, why I think
1: are people could... in public health? Oh, go ahead.
0: No, what I was going to say is that I, I, Let's put it this way. I think that the response of public health to various epidemics and pandemics has been spotty. You know, we must acknowledge that we've made inroads against uh, AIDS, you know, a uniformly fatal disease, uh, which now is treatable. Uh, and, you know, I personally know a lot of you know HIV positive uh, patients and individuals. Uh, acquaintances uh, who are leading relatively normal lives with uh, the medication that ordinarily would have been curtailed decades ago. The
1: medication, hang on. Yeah. Let me explain this. Most of the medication is to treat AIDS. It's not to prevent AIDS.
2: Mm -hmm. Clearly. Mm -hmm.
1: The best way to treat, the best way to prevent AIDS is a condom, Mm -hmm. which is a hygiene
0: product. And, and so, uh, I mean, I guess you're making an analogy that uh, uh, by using certain uh, measures, we can actually, um, in effect, have a, a natural uh, condom-like effect, you know, in parts of the body where pathogens enter the body, in the mouth, in the, in the uh, nasal passages, uh, that prevention starts at the entry points.
1: Absolutely. That is a hundred percent what we're what we're trying to tell people. That's what hygiene is about. It's about working with your gateway microbiomes um, and helping to stop, uh, you know, contamination at the at the entry point. And and by utilizing clear or or any of these other products, util- utilizing saline, saline just physically washes out and assists the body at washing away mucus. What we know that the xylitol does is the xylitol it doesn't kill the bacteria it doesn't kill a virus it simply blocks their ability to adhere to the tissue and so your body's going to still wash it out okay it's what we know that it does to rsv this is what the government's suing us about these are the studies that they're suing us because we want to share these studies and and this tells you how the ftc moves the goalposts Mm -hmm. Is because when we talked to the FTC 22 years ago and they explained and said, no, you cannot make a claim that it prevents the washing your nose with xylitol prevents a disease. But you can say that it blocks bacterial adhesion because you have a study showing this. Mm -hmm. Well, when we went and said we were not saying that that washing your nose is going to prevent COVID, we're saying and what we say in our marketing material is xylitol blocks SARS-CoV-2 from adhering to human airway tissue. We have studies showing this. We have studies showing that Xylitol blocks RSD. We have studies showing that it blocks H1N1. We have studies showing that it does not block rhinovirus. Interesting. We have studies showing that it does, that it does not block MERS, which that one's more interesting. So, so this is kind because of a nuanced,
0: that a, uh, a nuanced uh, approach that you're taking uh, by following the science, is that it, admittedly, uh, we haven't uh, licked the common cold. Uh, with these types of products. I mean, we may mitigate the severity of the aftermath of the common cold, which is often a bacterial infection or a sinusitis, but the, the rhinovirus uh, is unvanquished by this, whereas other viruses are more susceptible.
1: Correct. And and just to point this out there, because it points out the, the bigger stupidity and moronicness, I guess, if that's even a word, of the FTC suing us, is it on the CDC's webpage? You know what they tell you is way to treat the common cold, which they will point out that a, a big portion of what we term the common cold, but a big portion of that is caused by a coronavirus. And the right. CDC on their own webpage says the best way to treat a respiratory coronavirus infection is nasal hygiene, washing out the nose. Oh no, She got him in a contradiction. But yet there. the FTC sues us for saying that.
0: Yeah. Well, where does it stand? I mean, did, are you there? I'm sure it's, uh, it's expensive and arduous. And you're going back and forth with, uh, you know, legal briefs. Uh, are you going to go to court? Uh, is there, you know, well, is the I'm Mexican sure going to go to court off?
1: because well, I'm sure we're going to go to court because we have tried in good faith to negotiate something. Mm-hmm. And the lawyers from the DOJ and the FTC. It, it was very apparent. And I got pissed at our lawyers. Because it was extremely apparent that they were not negotiating in good faith right? to the point where one of the mediators actually said, you know, these people, they don't care. Yeah. They don't care about the money. They don't care how much money. And this is a tactic of theirs to bleed you dry, to exactly. spend money because they're not negotiating in good faith.
0: Exactly. It's, it's, I mean, clearly and they come it in and a say, tactic. you
1: do what we say. Yeah, yeah, you come in and do what we say or we're going to bleed you dry. Yeah, you know
0: clearly that that, that is uh, a tactic often that uh, government agencies are uh, able to to do because they they have unlimited resources, and uh, yeah, know, once they I would,
1: target you, I would they, recommend. Well, hang on, I would recommend that anybody that gets sued by the government do not engage in negotiation because that's all they're going to do is bleed you dry, mm-hmm. and we have spent in legal bills because the lawyers that do this charge you out the wazoo. But we spent close to $2 million just trying to negotiate Mm -hmm. and they, they would go back and forth and flip stuff sideways and, and do anything, but they never changed what they said. And what they said was stupid to the point where they're like, we don't, because the thing is, is that we have multiple studies and experts, physicians, including the CDC, who are saying that this works. And then you have the FTC who comes in and says, no, you can't say it. Well, why can't you say it? Um, because we don't like your study.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, do right. you have It's do you never, have it's never enough. Showing, you know,
0: if, if you have one study, yeah. they'll say you need two studies. And if the studies are, you know, they have to be double-blind placebo-controlled studies of a certain duration and so on and so on and so on uh, until... Uh, they've exhausted you, and you just pull the information down. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, we left our information up. They're getting pissed. Um, they came to us and said, you need to do a double-blind RCT. And I said, how do I do a double-blind RCT to show that xylitol blocks SARS-CoV-2 from adhering to the tissue? And they're, Because that isn't what you do. That isn't how you do that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay? I don't know how you would do that. The scientists that we were working with, they didn't know how to do it. And they just came back and said, and I said, if you can tell me how you do that in a, in a, a double-blind RCT, we'll do it. And they said, we're not your advisors. We're just telling you what you need to do.
0: What would be the placebo? You know, would be the, uh, somebody would have, you'd have to have something done uh, to, in order, in order not to break the the secrecy of the code, right? You'd have to use either. A,
1: well, no, like that's, hang on. You're, a you're going, you're going a step. Hang on. You're going a step beyond. Yeah. Because if we did that study that you're suggesting, we would have to make clear a drug.
0: Oh, there you go. That so he that is actually a trap because uh, there are certain supplements that are so efficacious that they 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 almost inherently become drugs because they have such specific action against diseases, and so you can't.
1: That's what we. They become a
0: victim of their own success, in effect, right?
1: Yeah, so we don't want to say, washing your nose with our nasal spray will prevent COVID. We don't want to say, washing our nasal spray will do anything. What we want right. to be able to say, because at that point, we're making a drug claim. Which, what we which want to then point you out have to say, go to
0: the FDA, and you have to pay uh, user fees, and you have to go through enormous uh, studies, and that's tens of
1: millions You have to, go of to figure out dollars. what field and what time of day. Yep. You have to go figure out what field and time of day you're harvested the grapefruit.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well,
1: but, okay, so, so, but all we want to be able to do is say utilizing xylitol blocks adhesion in the human airway of SARS CoV 2, RSV, and H1N1, because we have studies showing that it does that. And they're saying we have to do those studies showing how it blocks adhesion in a double blind RCT.
0: Mm. I'm yeah, not sure how and that, that is
1: that's, yeah.
0: But are are you are you being hailed by people in the natural products industry for uh your courageous stand on this because this actually um ha- is relatively rare and unprecedented is that uh, in the face of one of these face downs with government regulators uh that you're saying no we're not going to fold you know we're going to stick to our guns and most companies would say Oh, you know, you have to play their game. You have to it's kind of like uh, a cat and mouse game where, you know, you, you make some modest claims. And then if they they come after you, it's kind of like, uh, you know, driving, you know, 72 miles per hour in a 60 mile an hour zone. You know, you get you accept your speeding ticket and you, you go on your way.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. No, we've had we've had uh, some of the natural products organizations uh, have been helpful. Um, you know, they've written articles about it. They've, they've tried to bring it out to the light. But but to get it to where our government cares, I mean, I don't th- – that's the problem is that I just don't think that the people that are working in our government – I'm talking the Fauci's. I'm talking the Collins. I'm talking the Burks. I'm talking, I'm talking uh, Vivek Murphy, I'm talking all of these people. They just don't care about – the people, what they care about, and they are in there to protect the interests of big pharma. Mm-hmm. And until we get, um, big pharma away from healthcare, and, and this is, let me explain what I mean by this. Healthcare is keeping people healthy and pharmaceutical companies should not have a seat at that table at all.
0: Well, not only that, but they, they are largely responsible for funding the very organization which is supposed to be regulating them via user fees. I think it's Correct. the majority of the funds that uh, uh, support the FDA uh, come from a uh, drug application. So that's kind of a, a bass-ackwards and and way a of regulating of supplements.
1: Yeah, right. and we've and we've paid some of those because we do sell a couple of, you know, we sell a toothpaste with fluoride, which is considered a drug, and we sell a nasal spray with oxytocin, which is a drug. But... <clears throat> but what I'm talking about is when our government sits down and public health sits down, there should be zero people from the pharmaceutical industry sitting at that table, because their goal is to make more people more sick, because that's what they—that's where they get their money.
0: And cure them when they're sitting down and there, cure making, them with their drugs, and, and it's a, you know erstwhile correct. cure them with these you know expensive patented uh, drugs that re profits for the pharmaceutical industry.
1: That's. correct. That's exactly what I'm saying. So until we get pharmaceutical companies out of politics and out of healthcare, we want the pharmaceutical companies in sick care. Okay? We want them going out and talking to the physicians that want to to use them. But I think that we've got to get uh, nutrition and hygiene classes, stuff like that, exercise. I think that the first year of, of medical school or even the second year, one of those years, should be all about that stuff right there
0: mm-hmm. well good luck with that and because you know, the I pharmaceutical i medical industry school. is very very uh interpenetrating uh medical education uh you know underwriting and underwriting that's the the grants yep. that the professors receive and then the professors then uh teach to the pharmaceutical model you know we had uh you know a big chunk of our time spent studying pharmacology that was a what a huge subject in medical school we had about a day on diet i don't think we had a day on exercise um you know although i guess they paid lip service yes okay you should remain active but um that's the bias in our current medical system uh, i wanted to save some time though uh you know i really appreciate your your comments on this and and you know your courageousness in stepping up for for this uh very very underserved cause uh, and talk a little bit about the products that are available because um, a lot of film people are familiar with uh, Clear nasal spray XLAAR, uh, and they use the the standard Clear. But m- some people may not be aware that there are other variants uh, on that, and kind of depends on where you're at with your nasal symptoms. As a general preventive, I like to use just regular Clear, but there's supercharged versions of that for specific purposes. So. Talk to us about that.
1: Yeah, there so there's so there's a clear that we call Max, and that was our second uh, product that we came out with, and it just has capsaicin, which is just it's a natural antihistamine. And so, if you know that you're going to have seasonal allergies in the spring, just start using that one in the spring. Again, we understand that there's a time and a place for pharmaceuticals. Mm-hmm. Okay for for fluticasone, for oxymetazine, for you know all of these things. We understand there's a time and a place. It's just in our culture, we are so over-medicated that what we want to do is actually just reduce the use of these things.
0: Mm-hmm. So one of your formulas actually has oxymetazoline, oxymetal- if I'm pronouncing it correctly, which is a, a decongestant. It's similar to many of the over-the-counter things sold in drug stores, which don't have to be prescribed, but they do kind of shrink the swelling in your nasal mucosa, and that's good for temporary use. That That's one of your clear versions
1: yeah, that's exactly what it is. Um, you just use it in the morning and at night when you think you're going to be having those allergies, mm-hmm. and and uh, what's to go called? back to the regular one when when you're not? It's called Clear Max. And then the other one is if you ever do uh, get
2: <clears throat>
1: I don't want to say sick, but if you ever do get under the weather, if you ever get you know to where you think you might want something stronger, we have the the rescue. Mm-hmm. Which is actually to be used in, uh, you know, if you're if you're already feeling a little ill, um, because it actually has uh, eucalyptus, it has palyarco it has a bunch of these essential oils, things that are going to help knock down um, and help wash out a lot of that bacterial load and viral load mm-hmm. uh, more effectively than just as xylitol alone would do.
0: Okay, so there's three versions, or are there more?
1: There's just three, and then we have an irrigation bottle. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's like a pot almost, but but even we will tell people, really, this should be used extremely rarely. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you're super duper congested or if a physician tells you to use it after um, surgery, sinus surgery of some mm-hmm. sort, mm-hmm. there's a lot of research out there showing that you're going to get better with fewer symptoms and fewer possible uh, side infections if you're utilizing a xylitol irrigation as opposed to a saline irrigation. Mm-hmm. So but, so saline, but itself it. saline itself confers some benefits.
0: Saline itself confers some benefits. It's the xylitol, and I think there's a little grapeseed in there. And grapeseed is in there as a preservative or is it there for therapeutic reasons?
1: It's not it's not in the rinse it's not in the rinse bottle.
0: Okay, well, what about the regular clear? Doesn't that not have a little grapeseed extract in it?
1: Yes, that has grapefruit seed extract in it.
0: Grapefruit seed,
1: yeah. And it and the grapefruit seed extract, we've been using it for twenty years as a preservative hmm So you don't have and to put a chemical preservative in there. Yeah. Correct. And that's exactly what we were what we were using it for. But it was interesting because when we first when when the physicians were using clear for their COVID patients first called us, they actually called us and said, Hey, we're using this clear and we're seeing phenomenal results. What's it what's it doing? And I'm like we're like, We don't know. We've never heard of anything with a virus. So we were like, Duh, we don't know. Yeah, And so what we did is we actually sent our product, we sent the rescue product off to get it tested at, at uh, Utah State University. And this is all published out in the medical literature. Um, and it came back. And what we saw was that it was annihilating this virus. That the In, in, you know, in, that in the a test tube great. version.
0: So it's in, it's what's called in vitro. Correct. In, a, and in, in course, a petri dish. In a, in vitro. So, you, so then you, you always have to qualify that. <clears throat> okay, it really works well yeah. in a test tube and we have to just. In vitro do the research to show yeah. that in uh, human subjects, it actually has that efficacy. So we may, must make that qualification. There's kids versions of that too. And you know, I uh, you've been generous enough to send me uh, samples of various uh, products and you know, our the kids in our family, uh, they really benefited from that in terms of minimizing their uh, you know, little things that kids get. There's a nasal spray. There's also, there are other ways that it can be applied for little kids, even infants.
1: Yeah, you can actually put it up. I mean, again, this was invented for infants. I mean, it's totally safe for them. That's you your can dad's take work. The kids bottle and just Yeah, and you can lay the kids down and just put a drop or two in their nose every time you change their diaper.
2: Mm-hmm. And you
1: do it at the beginning of when you're changing their diaper. And by the time you're done changing their diaper, it's actually soaked back into the back of their nose.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they're they're recumbent at that time. Uh, and it, also, let's keep in mind that ear infections are a big problem. Uh, you don't need to use eardrops to fix ear infections. The way to get to the ears is through the nose, right?
1: That's correct. That's actually the work The only, yes, the only time you should, uh, I mean, the only eardrops that you that I can think that you would put in your ears would be for pain. Yeah, um, but that's the external ear.
0: That's the external ear, and it's Correct. not going to get inside. Correct.
1: Right. Right. Okay.
0: Uh, and then let, well, that's, let's.
1: That's where the pain is happening.
0: Right. Let's run through the, the dental products because there are a variety. There's the gum. There's the, the little pastilles that you can take. There's a mouth wrench uh, called Spry, which I recommend to my patients who have dry mouth, right? Am I covering the ground on those products?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and you should point out that the vast body of. Studies, the vast body of science behind xylitol, which we've known for, for over 50 years, is that xylitol changes the microbiome in the mouth. it helps prevent tooth decay because you're getting rid of the stretinutans bacteria in your mouth. And that's mm-hmm. what you know there's there's thousands of studies on the dental benefits of utilizing xylitol. Right. So yeah, if you're not using a toothpaste, you know hopefully you're using ours, but you should look at the toothpaste you're using because if you get like a mainstream toothpaste, I'll just say a mass market toothpaste. You know the brands I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, those all they, they're actually detrimental, in my opinion, because they actually have sorbitol in them, and sorbitol is a six carbon sugar.
2: Hmm.
1: So it it's it's a sweetening, it's a sweetening agent.
0: It's a sweetening agent. Yeah.
1: Because, right. Yeah.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, but. It's, but It actually, but it feeds the bacteria that cause
0: tooth decay. For a while, you launched Xylitol as a product for sweetening beverages and for use in, you know, baking and things like that. Do you still have those products available? Yeah, we still have them. And what can you say say about those?
1: um, What's the advantage
0: to using it uh, as a a sugar substitute, say, uh, as a substitute for Stevia or, you know, something like
2: that?
1: Well, so those are different. Stevia, I would compare stevia to be a natural version of like aspartame. Aspartame mm-hmm. is a chemical high-intensity sweetener. Stevia is a natural Obviously, stevia is going to be better for you. Mm-hmm. Um, xylitol is more like a natural, I mean, it's sugar. It looks mm-hmm. like sugar. It tastes like sugar. It mm-hmm. sweetens like sugar. But it's a bulking agent, so you can cook with it better mm-hmm. because you, it's a one-to-one replacement for sugar. But but I we don't tell people that often. I mean, if you're a diabetic or something, or you know, like me, when I bake, I utilize xylitol and erythritol blended, and I make a you know we make a cherry pie, hmm. and just rather than using sugar, but again, you still have the pie crust which has carbohydrates. So so you know, it has the characteristics like of sugar you know, like for a,
0: baking. You know, because other things may not yeah. Uh, have that uh, effect in terms of kitchen chemistry.
1: Correct. And so you can use it, but it's, it's. I mean, I'm, what I'm trying to say, I guess, is I would like people to buy it, but I know that it costs about three or four times what sugar costs just because of the nature of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's other ways that are that are better that to do that, unless you have a purpose for doing it. If you want to be on a keto diet, I would actually tell you to use erythritol and xylitol blended if you're a diabetic, I would probably say the same thing
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, because the xylitol and erythritol, that actually, the erythritol actually has a lot of benefits too. Um, and so we have it and we sell it. Um, it's not a big product for us, but we do have a lot of customers that love it. And so we we sell it.
0: Okay. Okay. So you could find out about I, the full I don't range. want to
1: sound like I don't want to sell our products. I no, guess I, understand. I think that's just what it sounded like in my head. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I think you're being uh, scrupulously honest. I just want to be honest yeah exactly all right so uh fantastic so you can find out about the full range of products at uh, xlear.com the x stands for xylitol but it's pronounced clear Uh, xlear clear.com and uh, the nasal products uh, as well as the dental products are available at um, a wide range of places vitamin shops, sprouts Wegmans. Uh, natural grocers uh, the only place where you probably can't find the products because of some uh, pricing issues that you can't work out with them is whole foods uh, but that's okay also available on uh, via amazon and of course directly from clear uh nate yes you know, once again i want to uh, thank you for uh, your courageous stand you know you're truly uh an iconoclast and you won't roll over in the face of governmental pressure, uh, unreasonably so because, uh, this is a, a, uh, helpful and minor adjunct to our campaign against, uh, infections and particularly the pandemic. And it really is unreasonable that you should be subject to this kind of, uh, persecution. Uh, so thanks for standing up for consumers' rights to get truthful information. And thank you for, um, uh, again, thank you for referring uh, Dr. McCullough to us because we just did a great broadcast with him and we'll reprise it because uh, he lays out all the COVID missteps. So thank you
2: very much for your advice. I don't, I don't
1: know how you do that in just, in just an hour or two. I think you need like five or six hours to figure out to, to outlay even half of the COVID missteps.
0: Well, I got to say that. I think
1: the was... people that survived COVID the best are the ones that listened everything our public health officials said to do and did the exact opposite
0: Yeah, unfortunately that's been the case and i think more and more that viewpoint is being vindicated as uh, revelations of government suppression and uh you know lies by the cdc have come to light so uh, thank you very much for your advocacy and appreciate it and uh once again uh XLEAR.com is the place to go to find out more. And you've got information there uh, to the extent that um, you haven't pulled it down yet. Good deal.
1: Yeah. Well, we're hoping to uh, keep telling people. I mean, and the thing is, is that you go to our web page. We have studies on other people's products up there. Mm-hmm. It's not just ours. You know, yeah, I, we yeah, have a I, bunch of studies on our competitors' products
0: yeah I, I know that your your commitment is not just a commercial and uh, uh not just a commercial one it's it's a um it's it's a commitment to airing the truth because you're just that kind of guy you're you're obstinate but obstinate in pursuit of uh the truth and, and helpful outcomes for the public so thanks very much for your advocacy i'm dr ronald hoffman and this is the intelligent medicine podcast